Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Palm, Tanner Lipset, and uh, Coach Tony Ursland joining you. Uh, guys, it's week two. Good to see you. Uh, week two for our show. Week two of season two, but also we're in the middle of, of week two of the fall semester here at Purdue. Uh, uh, Tony, it's got to be great, just great, to, to be seeing these guys every day. Yeah, it's, you know, you miss it, right? I mean, absence makes your heart grow fonder, right? I mean, it, it's true. Uh, you know, I miss I miss seeing these guys, and even though we were able to see them through, you know, RTC workouts, which we've talked about this summer, it wasn't the entire group, and to have everybody here kind of, you know, back on their normal routine, or as normal as it's going to be, you know, for the time being, I guess you can't really call it normal for sure, but, but now nah, it's just really good to have the guys back and uh, to be working together for the common goal again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. How is everybody, uh, how's everybody doing settling in as far as, you know, the new setup, the new, uh, you know, like you said, we, they, they just, we're, we're just getting back in the room, uh, just getting back in the weight room. Like how, how is everybody settling into the new, you know, the, the new setup? You know, I, I don't even know if you can say we've settled in yet. The ground is always shifting under our feet. And, and honestly, I would say probably give us another, another couple of weeks because, you know, with classes, you know, some classes are online, some are in person. Uh, guys are trying to figure out, you know, their schedules still. And, and when I say even classes, like one day you might be on a Zoom call at a prescribed time. The next time you might be in person. The next time it might be a, a, a taped call, you know, or a videotaped uh, presentation already. So, so just figuring those things out. Um, for the guys, you know, will be will be important the next couple of weeks, and I'm sure we'll talk about what we've had to do from a scheduling standpoint later. But um, now, it, at least we know, hey, we've we've had a couple morning runs, we've had some good strength and conditioning sessions, and then we've actually been in the room. Yesterday, we were back in the room for the first time with with a bunch of skill work and technique, and no, it's been great. Um, like I said, it's just nice to be in a, a routine of working out regularly. It's been crazy, um, and you guys can all relate to this a little differently. Um, with school back in session, you know, we got 40,000 students back at Purdue, and they're walking to class, and they're driving around, and they're shopping, and they're, you know, it's, uh, you know, we all know this, but it's, it's, I think we feel it more this year than ever before with, with the climate of, of society. Like, West Lafayette is a very different town when the students are here. Yeah. And, uh, and to have them all back and to have them kind of all doing their thing, it, it definitely has, uh, with the summer that we've had, it, it's, been a, it's been pretty cool to see things go back to a, sen a sense of normalcy. Yeah, it's, it's a, there's a slowdown to the summer, but that's what it's like every year, right? So the summer, you don't even still notice it as much because your routine is, hey, things calm down anyway because a majority of the students leave. So now to have everybody come back, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like, hey, yeah, this is what it is and what it's supposed to be. And it gives you some normalcy, even if everybody's wearing a mask, uh, as they should. But uh, no, it's, like I said, it's just been good to kind of have that energy, right? Young people bring that good energy. And, and I think we all need some good energy. So, uh, so that's good. It's been good to have everybody back around. Yeah, it's been yeah, fun. One, of, one of the running jokes at, at our house is this is a great place to live when the students are gone. But, <laughs> but I totally agree with you, you, you know, Tanner, that's, that's great. And, and coach well said, there is a different energy on campus right now. It's definitely a lot easier to find a parking spot. When yeah, the right. are that, that, that is the, that's the primary thing. Um, you know, and that, that's, that's everywhere. That's at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. that's, that's at the restaurant. That's at school, like wherever it is, like, much easier to find parking in the summer. 
So uh, speaking of the guys being back, Coach, and, you know, you, you, you've gotten through coming up on a week of, of workouts and uh, conditioning and, and weights, um, anybody stand out to you as far as, you know, they, they, you know, they look good, they had a good summer, they changed their body, they, you know, any, any standouts from the summer? Well, I think uh, a lot of our, as you know, anytime you return, it's a mixed bag. But yeah, I, I think if you look at a guy like Thomas Panola, he really was disciplined this summer. You can tell, um, you know, there's that house in general. But a, a lot of guys looked really, looked really good. You know, yeah, they're not in the sh exact shape we want. Nobody expected that, right? And but I definitely think that. Um, you know, if you look at guys like Panola, Max Lyon, Phileas, you know, um, they all look like they've, they've been very disciplined. And I don't mean just with workouts. You know, I think from a, how they're living standpoint, you know, that lifestyle um, has, has paid off for those guys. And, and I would expect they've passed people, you know, during this time. You know, uh, there's some guys that are going to try to get their body to bounce back and get in shape. And, and we've got time to do that. Uh, for sure. But, you know, those guys have passed some people and as long as they keep going, you know, they're going to, they're going to be in a very good spot. And, and I am, I'm happy with a majority of the team. I think last week we talked about some of the freshmen, you know, they, you know, haven't been kind of fully, you know, integrated into the system, even with the summer. So, you know, they're trying to figure things out. So it's going to, you know, as you said, you know, a few weeks of adjustment, but once we get everybody in the full swing, I, you know, I like where this group's going to be. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's great that you bring up Panola with uh, the fact that, you know, you look at a guy that he's, he's put his body through a, through a bit of a, a crazy time here in the last year, moving up to heavyweight last year and, and putting on as much mass as he could. You know, he was working hand-in-hand day-to-day with, with Elaine and, and trying to really fill out that heavyweight role. But so in doing that, you know, he gave himself a whole other challenge yeah. this summer in having to bring himself back down. And uh, like you said, has, has done so really well. Kid looks great. I got to see him uh, at our team meeting last week for the first time. And uh, he, lo he looks as big and thick as ever. But you can tell that he's a, he's a 97-pounder now. He's not a heavyweight. Yeah, he had that inflated look last year, you know, uh, pounding all of those 1,500-calorie uh, shakes Elaine was making him, you know, uh, drink. You, you never saw a kid so happy to not have to drink a shake, right? I mean – we, so often we talk about the discipline of cutting weight. And I just, I will never forget the, the look of relief when he said, Hey coach, so I, I can stop drinking shakes now. Right. You know, and, and anticipating him coming down. So I really get a kick out of that. Um, and, and it does go to remind you though. Um, and, and we're joking around a little bit, but the discipline is the same. I, I don't think people always understand that, right? Like the commitment to either gaining or losing weight is the same. And I always tell kids that because sometimes they think, oh, you know, I'm going up a weight class. I can eat what I want. I can do what I want. And that's, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like you have to invest in eating clean. You know, you're not dieting, right? But you got to eat clean so that you can put the lean mass on so you can recover and work hard again to, to make the gains you want. So I, I, I smile and I chuckle when, you know, he just was so relieved that he didn't have to have those shakes anymore. But I'll tell you, it's going to serve him well this year because the gains he made in lean mass, uh, it's going to make him look, it's going to make him fill out that singlet pretty well at 197, which is only going to help him. And it's funny, you know, people like when you talk about gaining weight and you talk about going up a weight class, it's not like we send him to McDonald's to be like, okay, buddy, we're going up a weight class. Go, you know, 
go order you a couple pizzas and, and get ready to go here. Like it, it's not, Hey, you'll get yourself in trouble saying, go eat a few pizzas. Uh, you know, our, our strength coach, Ryan Shane made that mistake one time and, and, uh, Elaine got fired up. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm not trying to get And you don't cross a lane. Yeah, right. I don't want to tick her off either. So uh, I'm not trying to throw Ryan back under the bus, you know, Ryan, you you know, just so you hear me, bud. But, you know, he made the mistake. He said, hey, man, go eat a couple pizzas. And I I know that fired Elaine up. So you got to be careful. Yeah, you (laughs) that's a huge misconception, you know, and and I'm glad you brought that up because the work that Tom put in last year to, to get big and strong. You know, we're going to do that again. We're going to do that again with Jamarcus. You know, Jamarcus knows that he's going to have to put in that dedication to, to, to fill out and, and get big. And, and, and Elaine and Ryan are excited for that challenge. But um, it's, a, uh, it's a different kind of dedication than the rest of these guys have. And so it's, uh, it's, a, unique, it's a unique thing in the sport, but I think it's really cool. Yep. You guys, you, you guys bring to mind a, a, another story of another Purdue – <clears throat> a Purdue great, not a Purdue uh, wrestler, Nick Hardwick, who, mm-hmm. who actually was a wrestler uh, until he joined the Purdue football team. I don't think he, he was ever in the program here, but wrestled in high school, never played football really. Uh, great football player, had a, had a decade-long career in the NFL. But when he decided he was going to retire, he dropped like 70 pounds in like yeah. three months because he was no longer setting his alarm for 3 a.m. to get up and drink protein shakes. Yep. And they go back to bed for a couple hours. You know, he was no longer working to have 12,000 good calories a day or whatever it was. And it, it's crazy. It's, it's hard for the layperson to hear that and make sense of it. But, you know, when you're, when you're the highly tuned athlete like these guys are, you know, and you're paying so close attention to it, the right way to do it is, is it, ain't, it, it is a different kind of discipline. It's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah, and that's it's it, well. Here's the interesting thing. I, I'm I'm going back because yesterday I had a couple conversations. You know, we're in the wrestling room again at Purdue for the first time. Like I said, working a bunch of just technique and different things, and and uh, I had two conversations with true freshmen about the, that exact thing. You know, and um, it was just like, hey, you got to learn to eat clean. I said, I'm not talking about dieting. You know, it's we got to learn to eat clean. You've got to establish that now. Yeah. We're not, we're not close to competing, but we've got to start now. Those, those kinds of things are habits you need to instill and you need to learn to think that way. And, and a lot of kids have, haven't had to, right. You don't have the resources. You don't have a dietitian, much less, you know, fueling stations when you walk out of your, your weight training or, you know, these training tables for the athletes. So um, just understanding what's available to you and then making good decisions is, is key. It's, it's part of, you know, that journey to winning a national title, you know, and the sooner you can get them to understand that the, the easier the road is, it's, it's still a tough road, right? They don't, mm-hmm. you know, winning national titles is not easy, but um, it, it can make, you know, that journey uh, smoother, I guess. Yeah. It's funny, you know, Corey brought up the football thing with the offensive linemen. We've had a, we've had a history of guys like that. Uh, you know, Matt Light jumps into my head, a guy who played in the NFL slimmed down a ton after he quit playing football. Uh, Peter's drive played center for us for a while. Yeah. Uh, back when I was working with the football team, dude is tall and skinny. Now it's crazy. Like these guys, these guys, the work that goes into getting that big and strong is so underrated. And uh, you know, you return to real life and you become a normal person when you're not burning thousands of calories per day with workouts and living in the weight room and 
like Corey said, getting up in the middle of the night drinking protein shakes. That's nuts, yeah. by the way. Um, you know, so it's it's a it's a whole different thing. But yeah, Tony, the guys that the guys on our team, you know, now 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 a full year in the program. I should say back in the program after after taking a, a hiatus there from wrestling. It's it's the guys who eat clean, the guys who take care of that, and and they make that dedication to that. It's uh, it's amazing to see how easily they make weight how easily they they just kind of exist during the season you know you don't see them starving themselves you don't see them you know <clears throat> having to jump on the treadmill extra you don't see you know they're, they're not they're, they're getting they're able to focus on being great at wrestling as yep. opposed to weight cutting yeah i think and that um, goes such a long way because you yeah. you have a limited you have a limited bandwidth there's only yeah. so many things you can concern yourself at, with at one time and the more you make the other stuff easy, the more you can focus on being a great wrestler. If yep. you get ahead in school, if you take care of your homework, if you're, if you're getting papers done, if you're studying, if you're routinely, you know, and you're not trying to cram for tests or do anything at the last minute, you got more bandwidth to apply to be a great wrestler. If you're not worried about eating all the time, if you're not worried about cutting weight, if you don't have to spend all this extra time on the treadmill or on the stair stepper, more time to apply to technique, more time to becoming a great wrestler. Like it's, it's amazing how all that stuff kind of cycles back to the same deal. Yeah, no, it, it, it all ties together and that's what you want kids to understand. Very few people can compartmentalize to the extent where you can have a complete train wreck or, you know, a dumpster fire in one aspect of your life and still come and be excellent in the other. There's been a few, I've coached a few kids that just amaze me that, you know, they, they could have some, um, some social habits where maybe staying out late or, you know what I mean, not getting to bed early and still show up and win the run in the morning. But that is not the norm, right? And so um, you, th that's why you build a program the way you build it, though. You look for those kids who have the habits and the traits and the values that you do. And that's what we've tried here because, you know, you, you know that's the road, right? There's, it's just few and far between that you can have a dumpster fire in academics and be great in the mat, you know, because it creates so much more stress on you. A teacher's after you, a coach is after you, or Nikki, our academic advisor's after you. And you're just like, man, I can't focus on wrestling because I'm stressed out. I got to scramble to get my homework done, or I don't know if I'm going to pass this class. Like it just doesn't work that way for most people. And so to understand that, Hey, let, let's have our life in order. And part of that is eating clean so that you're making weight on time in the right way. And you feel as good as you possibly can to perform at a high level. Yeah. It's just one aspect. Now I don't have to worry about that. I can just focus, as you said, on, on getting good, you know, let's focus on making uh, improvements in, in other places. So, and for some guys, you know, winning that national title, it comes down to diet, you know, like maybe their technique and, and their fight and their grit and their toughness and their shape is good, but they make weight in such a, a, a poor way that they feel terrible when they walk out and it takes kind of the la that last, you know, five, five, 10% off them where they don't perform well in the match. And, and that's why they're, they're giving away matches. So, um, you know, everybody's got their areas of concentration, we call, call it. And, uh, you know, that's, you try to identify that with the kids and you try to tailor to what they need. You know, some kids, it's about finishing the single leg. Some kids, it's about lifestyle. Hell, as you just said, some kids, it's about, hey, let's be a 3.0 student. Because I know if, if they got their grades under control, man, the rest of their life is pretty good. They'll be okay. So, yeah, it's really about kind of looking at each kid and what they need and, and trying to help them, you know, get there.
And that rolls over into coaching too, Tony, you know, like it's, it's amazing. If you, if, if you know, if, if we're able to recruit kids who do the right things and uh, they're good students and, and stay out of trouble, that's more time you can focus on, you know, if you're not having to run them down about their grades, if you're not having to run them down about going to the bars, if you're not having to run them down about, <clears throat> you know, stuff like, you know, trash in their apartment, yep. that's more time we can spend on getting them to be better wrestlers. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it, it's all, it's, a, it's funny how it's all linked that way. It is. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about culture and we talk a lot about leadership and I just, the older I get, the more I believe in, uh, you know, leadership from within with those kids. And, you know, I've always told the team, if I've got to lead every second of every day for this year, we're in trouble, right? I mean, we're, we're in trouble guys, you know, um, you know, and I haven't done my job then or us as a staff, we haven't. So what you hope for is that you have leadership, you know, when they're sitting around, this weekend around the campfire, whatever they're doing, relaxing, right? They, they can't go out in big groups. So we've told them, Hey, you know, spend time with each other in your backyard. So if, when they're sitting around there, what they're talking about, what they're thinking, the values, you know, that are being, you know, uh, expressed is, is huge, you know, because we just don't have as many hours with them. You know, we're limited um, kind of in some ways with the NCAA and preseason hours and that stuff. So, man, you hope you have leaders on your team. And, and I, that's just, I really believe that's where the battles won and lost um, for a lot of teams. Absolutely. You know, you said something about being old there and I really wanted to crack a joke, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you off the hook. <laughs> I'm going to be nice today. Well, so. well, the problem there, T, is we're all kind of in that same mix right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when, you're you closer, when, you're, when you're closer to retirement than you are to your college days, it's, it's starting to get ugly, you know? Yeah. I, don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. Let's leave that alone. Um, Coach, you brought this up a little bit earlier. Go ahead, Corey, you got something? No, no, go ahead. Okay, you brought this up a little bit earlier, and this is something definitely that I can relate to, but I think it's, it might be interesting to some of our, our, our listeners out there and our viewers out there. Um, scheduling has taken on a whole, new, uh, a whole new realm of difficulty. And uh, not talking about scheduling with other teams, but just like our day-to-day schedule, our practice schedule, our weightlifting schedule. Um, th- there's some new hurdles out there that we've got to clear. And um, in doing so, you know, try to create the best atmosphere for, uh, for the student athletes. It's been, uh, to say it's been interesting would be the understatement of the century. Yeah. No, well, and, and I am. Um... Tanner and I are laughing because we've spent way too many hours on this. So, you know, this, I, this, I guess this is the inside joke right now we're going to talk about because this, we, Karen, Tanner and I have spent a lot of hours on this and then at the last minute had to have some, you know, uh, changes as well. Uh, but just to let people kind of know how we're, we're functioning in today's environment. Yeah. Um, so we're working out, but obviously you want to do that where you can limit, right. Um, exposure, uh, and, and the spread of COVID, right? Um, so there's protocols in place. What we've tried to do uh, is to put everybody in small groups or pods, meaning around eight, eight guys or so, okay? And, and now you're talking about 31 guys that all have classes staggered throughout the day, different majors, you know, um, some are seniors. And so they got to have this class, you know, they, there's no room to move a class. Some are freshmen and they have more general electives and it's flexible, but you've got to take those guys and we broke them down into groups of eight um, based on housing, because if, if people are aware, contact tracing obviously is a big deal. And we to limit 
uh, how many guys you may lose if somebody had you know, potentially tested positive, you put them in their groups of their housing. So trying to put them in those groups based on who they're living with, as well as weight class, as well as what their class schedules are and what times of day they're available um, has, been, has been a real, a real challenge. Um, I, I'm happy to say though we think we've got it figured out, but um, as I mentioned, we're going to give it a couple weeks and we're going to see how things go and then we'll, we'll adjust accordingly. Um, but the nice thing is from my standpoint, you know, we're not like a team sport where we need 11 guys running offense and defense. You know, technically you only need two guys, right. To have a workout. And, and so, so, from that standpoint, I think wrestling is, is in a good spot pertaining to practice and workouts with COVID. So from that standpoint, we can limit things, keep it safe. Um, our guys are cleaning, you know, um, obviously Purdue uh, uh, facilities and those people are doing a great job, but all the protocols are in, in place. So groups come in, they work out, uh, things get wiped down where they've touched, mats get cleaned, and then we get ready for the next, next group to come as well. And then everybody is, as I said, staying kind of in their pods. So, um, you know, so good so far, but it has been a challenge. Typically, we just practice at two o'clock and everybody comes in the room and, and we get going as a group and uh, no such thing, uh, you know, at, at this point this year. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm probably a little more gray than I was last week and Tanner lost more hair off the top of his head. But uh, but I'm we're all, all out. I'm all out. No, it was yeah. uh, it was really interesting, too. And I honestly, I think we were a little fortunate, Tony, to to that the way some things worked out the way they did, because, you know, we had to break the roster down by who lives together. And then we had to look at their class schedules because, you know, <clears throat> like coach said, you know, we got a lot of different guys that are in a lot of different places, you know, and, and they all have different majors and they all have different goals and career aspirations. And, you know, we've got engineers and we've got, you know, building construction management guys. We got yep. guys in health sciences. Um, and, well, and, and Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say, too, because this just popped in my head is, you know, these guys did what we had asked them to. They, they left that two to four block open, right? Because that's our yeah. common practice time, two to four thirty. So last spring, they scheduled their classes as you do. Mm -hmm. And so now everybody had that two to four thirty block open. And so now you're like, well, they all got classes and we need to stagger this out and still clean the room in between. So that, I guess that made it even more challenging because they simply did what we had asked them to do, you know? Yeah. They, and they did a great job at it too. That's the crazy thing. Like we have, our guys have very minimal class conflicts for our standard practice time. So, but then, you know, here we are with the standard practice time and we can only put, you know, maybe half the team in the room at one time. Yep. And even doing so have to have them on opposite sides of the room where they're not, you know, interacting with each other and, 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 you know, creating contact tracing situations. So it's uh it was nuts to, to really go through and, you know, and obviously, you know what, it would have been easy for us to be like, you know what, we're just going to make these kids get up at five 30 in the morning. You know, that, that, that's yeah, that'll, that'll make it easy. We don't have to worry about class then let's do that. But uh, I think it would have been really, you know, they've got enough challenges going on right now with their, uh, with their schedules. I, I think we, you know, the fact that we did not do that to them was, was a pretty good thing. Yep. Well, and they're already getting up uh, early a couple times a week uh, for, you know, for morning workouts as far as conditioning. Right. But yeah, you're right. It, it's preseason. It's going to be a long year. You know, obviously the goal is to get to the national championships peaking at that time. So it's, it's all about 
laying the base and the foundation. And, and I actually ended uh, workouts yesterday with a couple of the groups just by saying, you know, I'm not going to be upset for making a mistake in technique. Um, but we, we've, you know, we've got to have those, the attitudes, right? Cause the attitude drives your confidence. It drives your work ethic, right? It drives your energy. And, and so really focusing on having, having the, uh, the right attitude about how we're approaching this for everyone is key. Cause like I said, we've got some guys that are in really a really good place. They were able to train hard all summer and, and they're in a good place physically and mentally. Then you had some guys, they just, and through no fault of their own, they didn't have great training situations. Right. And so now they're trying to catch up a little bit. And so you see, you know, maybe a guy's fatigue and, you know, he's a little frustrated or he's a little down cause he's not where he wants to be. But, you know, my point is, hey, I, I just need you to you have a great attitude and focus here. Give me the effort. Give me the effort and focus. If you make a mistake, we're okay with that. But let's just get up every time and, and give us another good effort. So just trying to instill that in these guys at, at this point in time, I think, is, is the key thing uh, for the group. Well, and that's contagious, too. Like, if, if you come in positive, you know, maybe you bring up somebody who's having a bad day. If you come in negative. If, if, if that's a battle that you're fighting every day, you know, you're going to bring somebody down around you too. And, and that's, that, that goes both ways. You can't have that. Good call, Corey. Absolutely. Um, I told one of the guys the other day, and I think we're going to, it's very cliche, but I think we're going to end up, you know, saying this a lot with the amount of uncertainty that's in front of us. You know, it's going to be a marathon. It's not a sprint. For real. Yeah. It's going to be yep. a marathon. We, we've got to, uh, it's not, you know, it's not only just that, that great attitude and, and the great effort, but it's being able to sustain that for, you know, yep. a, a almost undetermined amount of time. Right. Well, and to sustain that, you need the group, right? I mean, you need people to pick you up. You need people to push you. When you need, when you need a kick in the pants, you need that too. And, you know, we talk about this often. I'll throw you another coaching cliche, but, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's true. If you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. And if you want to win that national championship as a team, right, not just as an individual, then you need people. You need to take people with you. And so that's our goal is, is within the team realm, right, as well. You know, we want individual national champions, but we also want that team titles, those team trophies. And so we got to go together, you know, and, and that's, that's a big deal for us. So as you said, if you're going to, it's a marathon, you need people. So these guys got to, they got to pull each other. I know that's a coaching cliche coach, but uh, I've only heard a couple people say it. So I give you full credit for that. I, <laughs> I love that saying. Uh, I, I love it too. Thank you. It's a big one for him. So, uh, Wrap up the show a little bit. You know, we, we've gotten some more wrestling out there. There's more, more events popping up, more things going on. You know, you're hearing about things all over the country. Had another event down in Virginia this last weekend. The UFC took their first, uh, their first dive into, into uh, I guess, you know, professional freestyle and, and Greco wrestling. Um, you know, there were some – I wasn't able to watch it, but I, I, did do, I did do some reading on it. I followed the results. And, um, you know, they wrestled in a cage. They did the octagon. Right. For the first time, that that provided some some new wrinkles, um, but I think the most important thing I heard the uh, the production quality of the event was outstanding. I heard that um, you know the camera angles were all great. They did a great job, you know, being around the the venue and then having a you know having a guy like Kale Sun and on there to 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 call the event um, brought a little bit more credibility and, and notoriety to it. You know, and obviously he's you know guy, a guy who's had tremendous success in mixed martial arts. Um, but also has a great wrestling background and is a huge advocate for the sport. 
Yeah, by, by all accounts, right? We were not in the building, so you don't really know how it was run. But everybody that was there and experienced said it was, it was first class and enjoyed it. And I did think it was interesting with the twist being in the cage. It stimulated conversation, at least on social media as well, about, you know, does that change some of the results? You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's great. You know, there was wrestling and, and, and then it got, you know, people excited again about the sport and, and kind of going back and forth on some things. So, uh, you know, we had talked about this a little earlier. I think these events are good. It's kind of been, you know, an evolution of things with, with COVID. And um, I'm glad to see that wrestling is continuing to try to find ways to uh, give, give our, you know, our consumers what they want, I guess. I got to say from a business model standpoint, it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant move for, for Dana White's crew to do this. So many UFC fighters have a wrestling background. So there's sort of, there's that built in fandom there already there. Like we've talked about and, you know, people in the sport, well, well aware, there's not much opportunity beyond college for great wrestlers. You know, there's, there's the international elite level stuff, but there's a whole lot of dudes that fall just below that. You know, if, if UFC wants to get into this three, four, five events a year, they could put together great cards and there'd be great interest, I think, from, from a wrestling community that just really loves the sport, unlike, unlike a lot of fandoms out there. I mean, the wrestling community is so strong. Well, yeah. not to mention the UFC's got some pretty deep pockets. Yeah. to be able to, you know, this is, this is not, you know, you look at a lot of these other organizations that are, that are trying to put events on and whatnot, and, you know, they're probably able to pay some people, and they're probably able to, you know, get some people going to, to do some stuff, but, uh, you know, the bankroll of, the bankroll of the UFC and, and that company um, to be able to, you know, if they decide to, if they decide to invest in professional wrestling, um, that would be a huge thing for the sport and for the visibility of wrestling and for, uh, you know, for, you know, young kids to, to aspire to, to something for after college right. to, to keep training. So that could be a, uh, that could be a really positive thing. I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping for sure. So. Yeah. Well, I know. And that kind of brings us to right to, uh, we had the tweet yesterday, September 19th. Uh, nobody knew what that meant right away. And then later <laughs> in the day it came out. Now we know that we have another event, right? Um, you know, with the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. And, and it looks like Cliff Keen, as well as some other wrestlers, are going to be involved. But uh, that looks like, you know, something, again, that will uh, test the waters and, and give the people what they want. And it was good to see both the UFC event and this Nittany Lion Wrestling Club event um, getting some women's matches on the card. Yep. You know, women, women's wrestling was just named somewhat recently uh, NCAA Emerging Sport. And so to see some of these, you know, professional opportunities for, for these young women to go out and compete is, uh, is, a, is a great thing for the sport. You know, when, you know, when you, when you bring women's wrestling in with men's wrestling, you've, you've doubled your size right off, right off the top, you know, cause now you've got twice as many people that can do it. Right. So it's going to be, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great thing for the sport at large. I think it's going to be great for the visibility of wrestling and uh, you know, we always, there's always room for more fans. There's always room for more. You know, we, 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 we were robbed of the, the opportunity to put 60,000 people in, in Minneapolis for NCAA championships this year, which, uh, you know, like we said, there's always room for more. Um, but I want, you know, I would love to see that continue to happen. More opportunities, more, more programs, more, uh, more eyes on the sport. It would be, it'd be great. 
I think that's going to be important too when we talk about women's wrestling is just continuing to grow it, right? I mean, it, it's clearly caught fire and you see it uh, exponentially growing, but that the goal is to continue to, to grow. I mean, you would love to see uh, you know, if you, let's just use random numbers, but if you have a men's roster of 50, you want a women's roster of 50, you know what I mean? You don't want to be, you know, 50 and 25, you know, you want, you want to push it, um, you know, to where, you know, you have these huge numbers across, across the country in all programs. Uh, I think that's going to be, um, or should be the goal, right? I mean, that's where you want to be um, with, with funding these programs. And I think it's obviously, it's, it's really going hard. You, you have huge interest in adding programs and establishing this, but you know, that, that to me is going to be the next, the next phase. If you can make that happen, because you have these universities that are enrollment driven, right? And so they rely on tuition dollars. And so to, to grow, you need tuition dollars coming in as well. And, and I think that's going to be important that, that, that's why when I talk about, hey, you want high, high roster numbers, that's where, to me, there's growth for wrestling in a time like this. But you need, right, um, the numbers to be high to make it worth it to a university, right? If they want to add wrestling, you're going to have to show them that it's, that it's worth it, okay? It can't just be a, a drain on finances. So if you can show them a path through enrollment that, hey, this is going to be a, a great thing for you, then, uh, then I see, like, hey, limitless possibilities in that way. Absolutely. Um, Corey, do we have anything else today, man? It was, we, we got into some cool stuff today. It was, it was nice to be able to talk about the guys doing some things. Cool um, conversation. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, uh, we were talking about, you know, cleaning the room a, a bit ago. I wanted to give a shout out. I ran into Steve Bowes, the, the day custodian who's, who's charged with mopping that floor, you know, mopping those mats. And, and it, 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 there was a glimmer in his eye yesterday. He's like, man, the wrestlers are back. <laughs> they were in this morning, and, and it, it's so good to have them back. I'm like, yeah, it's, it, things are getting a little bit back to normal. So shout out to Steve, the great job he does, and that whole crew. Steve's a good dude. We like having Steve around. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's well said, Corey. I appreciate that because you're right. I mean, to make this work this year with the protocols for cleaning and then those, um, you know, we're all going to have to work a little harder. And, and, and Steve's included in that. And he does a great job for our guys. And it was good to see him around yesterday, right? Like uh, I hadn't been in the room since June just to look at a few things and try to plan. And so to see him yesterday was, was yeah, it was great. So that, that well said. And, and we appreciate Steve and everything he does. For sure. Well, I'll follow that up too with the fact that, Corey, you know, it was one of the refreshing things about my job is some, you know, Tony never ceases to amaze me sometimes. And, and, uh, we were talking about, you know, we're going through this schedule. We'll tie a few different conversations here together. We're going through this schedule and we're trying to make this work and we're trying to figure out cleaning and we're trying to figure out scheduling and, and all this stuff. And uh, Tony and our assistant coaches, when we were talking about cleaning, like they threw it, they threw their hats right in the ring. You're like, you know what? You need me to push them up so we can get this done faster. You need me to clean the room. I'll clean the room. Yep. I'm not, I'm worried about trying to get this, make this work for everybody. You know, it wasn't about the fact that, you know, you, you could see a lot you could see a lot of head coaches out there that would, you know, you want me to push a mop? Right. They'd back up. But no, Ur Urzum was like, he was, he was running around <laughs> looking for the mop. He was ready to start cleaning right then. Like, it was, it was uh, <laughs> you know, AJ, AJ's over in the corner. He's like, man, we got this other mop we can use. We can do this one. Like, it was, it was so, it was so refreshing to watch our staff, like, just ready to, you know, they, they, they were ready to take it and run with it. And like, 
whatever we can do to make this work, guys, let's make this happen. So it was, you know, shout out to you guys for, for being willing to uh, roll, roll your sleeves up. Not at all surprising. Kind of no. like we want to wrestle, huh? Nah, I mean, <laughs> let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. That's it. Will said, let's go. <laughs> right, I think that we'll leave it there. We're, we're, we're going to go wrestle. How about that? Um, we'll, we'll, uh, thanks, guys. We'll catch you all next week. Uh, boiler up. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.